Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Chag Pesach Sameach. Happy Passover. I'm Rabbi David Levine, and this is Live from Home on Arab Shabbat on Friday, April 10th, 2020. I want to welcome all of our Beth Israel Synagogue Mishpocha and all of our podcast listeners from around the world who are joining us, and everyone who is connected with us through the Facebook uh, system and live from home, Facebook Live. We're just so glad that you could be with us. Tonight, Rabbi Yuri and Rabbitson Ina Korshin will be welcoming us into their home to lead us in Hebrew prayers and in worship. And after that, I'll join in again. And then we'll return to the Korshin home at the end for a final worship song. Right now, I want to encourage you to hit the share button on Facebook so that you can invite your friends on Facebook to join with us as we start. And you can participate as well by sharing comments and letting us hear from you. And if you're from out of town, if you're from another country, let us know where you're from. It's always great to hear from people all over the world. So this is the Shabbat in the middle of Passover week. It's a wonderful time of the year. And from Sandy and me, I can say Shabbat Shalom and Chag Pesach Sameach. Let's join the Korshin family at their home. Shabbat Shalom Mishpacha. Good evening, dear friends. And Chag Pesach Sameach. Welcome into our home. Let's start our worship today, our service today, with prayers and with some worship. And welcome to participate in worshiping the Lord together with us. Ina? Barujata de Nai, Elohim Melechaudan, Asher Kitshanu Bidvareja, Venatan Lanu et Yeshua Meshihenu, Vetsivanu, Leyot, Orla Olam. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the Universe who has sanctified us in your word and given us Yeshua, our Messiah, and commanded us to be light to the world. Amen. Let's proceed with Shema Israel, Hear Israel. And let's pray together. Shema, Shema. Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malhuto Shall keep the Shabbat, observing it throughout their generations, 
as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord.
Thank you, Rabbi Yuri, Rabbi Zanina, and David Korshin. So glad to be worshiping with you tonight on Live From Home. It's wonderful that we can be together again this Shabbat, and we will be also together tomorrow morning at 1030. So please join us. If you haven't shared this Live From Home segment tonight, why don't you hit the share button on Facebook, and that will enable your friends to connect with us as we're continuing. One of our traditions is to study the scriptures together. It's a great tradition. We learned, of course, from the patterns of the Jewish people and Yeshua and the apostles on Shabbat. They love to gather together to study, to pray, and to worship. So before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kidshenu B'Mitzvatav Etzivanu Sok Barivrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. We were so glad to celebrate Passover Seder with you on Wednesday evening. Over 3,000 people around the world have joined us for this Seder. Some were live with us, not all, and others watched the second night or at a different time. And so far, since we've been doing live from home, about 27 thousand people have watched this live from home on Facebook live since we started just a few weeks ago it's wonderful and we want to welcome all of you who are joining us and who are participating perhaps in a messianic service or a messianic gathering that you have never experienced before welcome I want to give a warm welcome also to everyone from Beth Israel to all of our podcast listeners and to everyone who somehow found us after uh, having to deal with the adjustments because of the synagogue building not being able to be used during this time of the pandemic. And by the way, this week, our podcast, Messianic Jewish Teachings with Rabbi David Levine, just passed the 12 million mark for feeds and downloads. So that's an important milestone for us. We're so happy that we're able to connect with people in every continent, except for Antarctica, around the world. Thanks to you and to everyone who's joining in with us. We're praising God because he's turning challenges into opportunity for us. And we can say a wonderful Hebrew word, kadima. You can say that with me. Kadima means forward or charge. And it's a great word that describes the direction and the attitude we want to have even during these challenging times. I also want to give special thanks to Brian Rose, our producer and, ex and director, and as well, thank my wife, Sandy, who is one of the executive producers for Live From Home. This week, we're celebrating Pesach, Passover, and Shabbat. And all over the world, people are remembering that the Messiah came. And he became the Passover lamb who takes away the sins of the world. It's on people's minds right now. And this weekend, when people are traditionally accustomed to gathering together in churches for Easter services, they will be spread out just like we are rather than gathering uh, together. So let's keep some things in mind as we're going through this weekend that this is one of those interesting times of the year when billions of people turn their attention to the Messiah, including 
and people who might not otherwise even be thinking of him. This is one of the, the times when people do begin to, to ask questions and they look for answers. So I wanna encourage you, participate in that process. If, if you're someone who has lots of serious questions, good for you. A good question is just as important as anything else that you could bring to the Lord. It's one of the ways that you seek the Lord when you're asking good questions and you're waiting for good answers that can make a real difference. Well, let's turn to the scriptures, and I want to look at a passage that was part of the Passover week reading. It's in Exodus chapter 12, verse 21, is where we want to start. And I'm reading from David Stern's translation, the complete Jewish Bible translation. Then Moshe called for all the leaders of Israel and said, select and take lambs for your families and slaughter the Pesach lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop leaves and dip it in the blood, which is in the basin, and smear it on the two sides and the top of the door frame. And then none of you is to go out of the door of the house until morning. For Adonai will pass through to kill the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on the top and on the two sides, Adonai will pass over the door and will not allow the slaughterer to enter your houses and to kill you. You're to observe this as a law, you and your descendants forever. The Lord is, is coming to the children of Israel in Egypt. That's what we're reading about. He's coming and he will pass over the houses of the children of Israel. Now there's a common misunderstanding in English about what Passover means. Sometimes people understand Passover to mean to skip. It's like the Lord saw the blood and he skips that house. That's not exactly right. The, the word Pesach and the idea associated with Passover is derived from the, the way that a lamb or a sheep bounces through a field when it's running. And we'll try to find some videos that we can share with you this weekend on our Facebook page. But if you, have, if you have the idea that the Lord skipped, it's not exactly right. It's, it's rather that he was bouncing almost through the land looking for the blood of the lamb. He was bouncing through all of Egypt and through Goshen. That was the territory where the Jewish people were living in Egypt. And he was looking for houses where the people had expressed their faithfulness by obeying the instructions that they had been given to stay inside their home and to mark the door frames, the side jams too, and the lentil with the Passover lamb's blood. Now, this was a risky thing to do because if the Lord did not rescue the Jewish people as he had promised, if he did not rescue the children of Israel, every one of these households had been marked in a way that could be publicly identified. And so if the Egyptians were upset, they could simply go to every house where there was lamb on the, lamb's blood on the door, and they would know exactly who the Jewish people were. There would be no confusion. There were times of persecution in Jewish history when Jewish people were afraid to put a mezuzah on their doorframe because the mezuzah, which contains the words of Deuteronomy about the Shema and writing the, the words of the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, to write it on the doorposts 
the same kinds of doorposts. Um, if someone put a mezuzah on their doorframe, it publicly identified them. Any passerby would know this is a household with a Jewish family inside. And so during times of persecution and times of fear, the Jewish people sometimes did not um, hang, they did not boldly hang a mezuzah or affix a mezuzah on their door. So you can understand there's some risk involved in, in all of this, but I want you to understand something else. What was the Lord doing? He was not skipping. He was coming to. He was bouncing and bounding through a field the way sheep and lambs do when they were running with great power. The Lord was searching for people of faith. He was looking for the indications of their faith, the actions of obedience, which they had followed. It's very different from that popular idea that the Lord just skipped. He passed over. He didn't come to the houses of Israel. He ignored them. Actually, he came to them personally to be a shield personally. He came to them personally to stand between the death angel or, or the the slaughterer, the adversary, and the people of faith. When the slaughterer came to your house in Egypt, what did he see? He didn't see you. He saw the Lord, because the Lord was standing between you and the slaughterer. The Lord was defending you. Now, I know some of you are saying, why are you talking like this? The Lord was defending me. I wasn't there. Well, in a sense, that is true, but it's not completely true. The Lord defended you and he defended them at the same time. Every one of us who is following the Lord, every one of us who has our personal trust in the Messiah, every one of us who confesses that Yeshua is Adonai and Mashiach, all of us should consider as if we were one of the people with the children of Israel who were set free. Yeshua is your Passover lamb. It's as if you were there and you were being rescued and redeemed. It's as if you were there, and on your house you had placed the blood of the Lamb, and he was protecting you. Well, let's continue with another passage, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 3. You shall eat no leavened bread, no chametz. Seven days you shall eat with unleavened bread, the bread of affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste. All the days of your life, you are to remember the day when you came out of the land of Egypt. I want to focus on this idea of remembering, to, to recall. It, it means to bring to mind. It means to stir up the memory of. And it's not just to recall in a passive kind of way, to have a thought and then to let it go, but it's to stir up the thoughts and the feelings. It's important to stir up for yourself the feelings that, that you had when you first recognized that the Lord was truly the Lord and that Yeshua is the Messiah. To so stir up inside of yourself that recollection, that remembrance, that that commitment, that, that sense of newness in life that you experienced when you realized God was real. When you started reading the scriptures in a whole new way, when the scriptures came alive to you and you, you could read them, and they, they weren't just a fairy tale. They were not that at all. They weren't just ancient history, but they were your personal history, something you were closely attached to. 
when you read it and you see your story, you see yourself as one of the participants there, then you're reading it with the right attitude. Now, as we're remembering the Pesach that first took place in Egypt and then some of the subsequent ones, it's also important for us who are Messianic to remember the Passover, the last Passover of Yeshua. And I wanna bring to your attention a passage from Luke chapter 22. You can turn to Luke 22 verse 19. And it's talking here about the Passover Seder that Yeshua had. It wasn't the Seder quite like what we have today because the, the current forms had not yet been developed. We would consider perhaps some of the things that were done at the time of Yeshua to be more simple. We might even think, oh, they left out some of the most important things. They had no chorosit, for instance. And the way that they would dip herbs into salt water was nothing like we do at a modern Passover. For them, it was simply an appetizer. It was like the salad course. But during the Passover that Yeshua celebrated with his disciples, the very last Passover he celebrated, we read in verse 19 that Yeshua took matzah and then he made a blessing. He made a bracha. And we know traditional blessings. There are two. One is a blessing over the eating of any kind of bread. And we call that hamotzi because it ends hamotzi. Um, it has hamotzi in the ending, which means the Lord brought forth bread from the earth. And there's another traditional blessing, which is al-achilat matzah, which means uh, to eat the matzah because the Lord commands us to eat matzah. And we just read about that commandment. And here Yeshua is actually participating in a way that we can understand. He took the matzah, he made the brachas, and then he broke the matzah and he gave it to his disciples who were there. He broke it. And that indicates perhaps that his matzah was crisp matzah like today. Though there are other indications that the ancient matzah was a soft matzah. It's an interesting thing to explore. But he broke the bread, he gave it to his disciples, and this is what he said. This is my body, which is given up for you. Do this to remember me. Now, the, the blessing over bread that we always say, Baruch Atah Laheinu Melech Halam, Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaret. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. This is a prophetic blessing as well, because the word for bread, lechem, hamotzi lechem, he brings forth bread from the earth. This word lechem also has a poetic sense in ancient Hebrew that sometimes um, you, you can read about in, in even the Torah in later Hebrew. Lechem can mean body as well as bread. So when... Yeshua said, this is my body. He may have said, this is my lechem. This is my bread. It's my body. It's given up for you. Do this to remember me. Here Yeshua is saying, remember me. When you gather together, remember me. When you take the meal of Messiah, remember me. Remember and recall and bring to mind. Stir up the memory and stir up the thoughts and the feelings. Allow your heart and your mind to be engaged together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, 
Paul writes the Corinthians and speaks about the, the meal of Messiah, the, the practice of taking the cup and taking matzah as a way of remembering the new covenants, as a way of fulfilling what Yeshua taught his disciples to do. Paul wrote this as a question, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Messiah? That's what he was calling this cup that, that we would take, the cup of thanksgiving. And when we're celebrating the meal of Messiah, as we did recently, when we celebrate the meal of Messiah, we're giving thanks to the Lord and we're participating in the blood of Messiah. We are taking, as Yeshua taught us, the cup of the new covenant, and we're receiving the blood of Messiah. And I can tell you this, the blood of Yeshua is the most powerful blood that there is that's ever been created on this earth and in the universe for that matter. The blood of the Passover lambs and Yeshua's blood is an atoning sacrifice, a redeeming sacrifice. And when we partake, when we partake of the meal of Messiah, and when we celebrate Passover Seder as well, we're remembering the blood of Messiah. Paul goes on, he says, is not the matzah that we break also a participation in the body of Messiah? It's a way that we participate. It's a way that, that we reenact and remember. The remembering of Passover is a kind of reenactment. It's a kind of thing that we do that gives a physical expression that enables us to express with all of our being in a kinetic way. We can express that God delivered us and the children of Israel from slavery. And in the same way, when we're participating in the meal of Messiah as Messianic believers, it is a way of remembering. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, we read this other instruction, get rid of the old leaven, that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the feast of Passover, not with the old bread, leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and of truth. A Seder is a reenactment of sorts. It's a time to remember. And the same is true for the meal of Messiah. It's a reenactment also of sorts and a time to remember. And as we are joining with the world this week and remembering that Yeshua came, he died for us, and he rose from the dead. His resurrection life is a demonstration of the victory of God over the power of death and the power of sin. As we're remembering that, let your heart be stirred. Be encouraged. Draw close to the Lord. Allow this Passover season to be a time of growing stronger spiritually and in your relationships, that they would take on new depth and spiritual depth as well. Tomorrow morning, we'll continue with our study and we'll look at some other things. Right now, I want to thank everyone who has been faithfully supporting the congregation during this season where we have not been able to meet at the synagogue. Thanks so much to everyone who is providing 
in showing their commitment through the giving of tithes and the giving of offerings. We're so grateful to all of you who are using Giving Fire and PayPal. Those are wonderful and very secure portals for online giving that enable you to continue to support the synagogue. And through your support, we're able to meet all of our commitments. We have all the same expenses, even more, as we're having to deal with new technology expenses. But we have all the same expenses of the building that we always have. And we look forward to the time when we will be able to return to our use of the building. But right now, your continued giving, your faithfulness, provides stability for us and enables us to do even more than we have been doing. It enables us to expend our efforts to reach thousands and tens of thousands more through Facebook Live and through YouTube, our YouTube channel, and as we're continuing to use our podcast channel in order to reach tens of thousands of people each week. We're so encouraged by your participation, we're so thankful for you. And I wanna give a special expression of thanks to all of you who have been, for many, many years, you've been bringing your tithes and offerings to the sanctuary, to synagogue services, and you've made an adaptation during the season, and now you're mailing in your checks, or you've adapted by using Giving Fire or PayPal. Thank you so much for being flexible, and thank you so much for maintaining your commitment. It's wonderful to be part of a congregation, part of a, a synagogue that really has commitment to stay together. It helps us serve together and to keep the community functioning and healthy during this time. And I also want to give a special thanks to. Um, to our cantor, Aaron Jacobs. His Torah teaser is already posted for this weekend. So those of you who are fond of cantor Aaron's Torah teaser, you can find it on the Facebook page. It's, it's wonderful that we can share with you. We're exploring many ways that we can provide useful and meaningful content for you through Facebook and through our other websites, BethIsraelNow.com, MessianicJewishTeachingsNow.com, as well as YouTube, where you can find the Beth Israel Now channel. You'll find it simply by going to YouTube and in the search area of YouTube, put Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue, and then you can go to our channel and you'll find all of the videos that we have been able to post from Facebook Live and from our Facebook Seder as well from the Live From Home Seder. Then we have extra special material that you can find online that we weren't able to include in our Live From Home segments. We have special segments from Ukraine and Crimea, the rabbis who we love so much, who are so much a part of this mishpacha, have sent segments that we've been able to post. We have some extra music as well. We have the Torah teasers, and we'll be adding additional, additional material as we go on. Remember, if you have been negatively impacted by this disruption, if you lose your job or you have your hours cut back, if you're furloughed, if your business is suffering, please let us know. Let us hear from you. Stay connected to us. Let Rabbi Yuri and me know so that we can stand with you. We can pray with you. We're praying for everyone who has sickness, those who have had respiratory issues. And uh, Masselia, we're glad that you tested negative, you don't have coronavirus, and you don't even have the flu, but you do have that respiratory 
problem and we're just hoping that that will clear up for you. For all of you who have had other symptoms, uh, remember if, if they are those symptoms that are so concerning, go to the doctor, do a teledoc exam so that you can know whether you should have a further test. We're praying for you. We're praying during this season. We're trusting God with you as we're going through these challenging times. And we love you so much. Sandy and I want to send our love. The Corsians send their love. And we say Shabbat Shalom to you. We're going to close with the ironic benediction, as we always do at Beth Israel. And then we're going to go back to the Corsian home for one more worship song. Yivarechecha Adonai, v'yishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai, panavelecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai, panavelecha v'yasem lecha. Shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you and stand between you and the adversary. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom, Chag Pesach Sameach. Now let's return to the Korshan family for more worship. Thank you very much, Rabbi David. Let's conclude our service with joyful song Odishama. Shabbat Shalom.